Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of the Too Vague Podcast this week. How are you doing, Andrew? Um, I'm, I'm doing mostly okay. Yeah? Um, yeah. I'm uh, visiting from Portland, so yeah. Um, I get to see some sunshine. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you're not talking about me. You're talking about... The cats. The cats. <laughs> <laughs> Mango and bash. I get yeah, to see exactly. Them. No. Yeah, those yeah. are those are those are definitely sunshine. Yeah, and no, the, both both the boys are out today, which is really cool. Yeah. So I know they were hiding the last time I did this. Yep, but now they're they're accustomed to having guests on the show. <laughs> they may even chime in with their own questions at some they point. Might. You never know. Yeah. The order of business. It's a very vast topic. We can yeah. go one of any number of ways in this topic. Okay. Which is the word the word time 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 yeah. yes not parsley sage rosemary and mm. no that's yeah that's a different time it's a different time we're talking about a unit of measure you, you know what i know you might have forgotten that this happens but right now we're getting into the second week of daylight savings time oh yeah 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 people get upset about that well, and here's the thing too. It's like, didn't uh, that bill pass the House? That no, I, don't, is, I don't know if it passed the House. The Senate was like, yeah, it was the Senate. It the was Senate, Senate was passed. like, let's yeah. make a permanent daylight savings time. Yeah, that's a problem. It's 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 a problem. It's also confusing because then what does that mean for Arizona that we would be now displaced? Because I mean, uh, if Arizona's we, just going to do what Arizona does. Arizona's going to Arizona. It means Arizona would be on the same time as California all the right, time, right. which I'd probably like. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, can we get some of that beachfront property too as a part of that deal? No. No. <laughs> that's, not, that's that's not the way geography works. Yeah, that's a different uh, thing. That's not time. Okay. I okay. mean, given enough time, right? Perhaps. Erosion may occur. And, yeah. You know, because the the Earth is defending itself against us. Yeah. 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 Let's not talk about that though. Okay. We're going to talk about the more traditional. And I think this I'm not I'm going to forgo what I normally do, which is the the dictionary definition cuz time is so universal anyway. We all know what time is. Yeah. You think? Well, I think we all kind of I don't know. I think time gets uh kind of funny. Yeah. I would say for me Especially when I'm at work, um, the time between between 11:40 and 12:05, uh-huh. that's when I'm on outside recess duty at the school I work at. Right, and it takes at least three hours for those 25 <laughs> minutes to pass. Wow, at least it feels like it. Yeah, so. I don't know. <laughs> that's another. That's an interesting thing about how how we perceive time. How right? you perceive what's going on for some right. reason that that part of it's just like every other 20 minute stretch. You know, it doesn't seem long enough, but this one yeah. is too long. Right. To me, it, it's all about how you frame the what the activity, I think. Yeah. If you can apply some sort of a, I don't know about reward or, or something to it, but some sort of a, something that makes it more important or, I mean, how many times have you done that? Is that just currently that it is doing this to you or has it always been that way? Oh, I don't know. It's like every year is different, but. This year, the tendency this is... This year, it's like I'm looking at my watch and going like, how is it 
not time to blow the whistle yet. Right. And it might just because like I'm on heightened alert because, you know, the kids are going to fight over soccer. Right. Any second now, it's going to happen. And I. So you're anticipating the worst? Just being realistic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wars have happened for less, I guess. There's, there's, there's been a pattern of behavior. Right. Right. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't either. I don't know. (laughs) It's, it's certainly not the money. I would uh, guess. No. No. Money. That's another problem. I got to figure out money. But that yeah. wasn't the word that we chose. No, that's not the word. Because <laughs> I could have gone economics. Right. But right. But we're going to go with We're going to go with time. Why did I pick time? Mm, I'm trying to write another time travel novel. Oh, yeah. That's right. The What is it? The, the notoriously bad time traveler. Yeah, Larry, the horrible time traveler. That's what it is. That was the first one, and that's a that's a zine, or are you trying to convert that no, into that was, a novel? That or? one was a that's like a couple hundred pages. It's okay. a paperback. You can buy it on the website of something. Your website, the oh my website, or part, partly robot. The partly There's a link to my what was it? Big Cartel website. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can find it there. It's a digital too, right? Or is it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, there's there is the the ebook version that's right. available in all the ebook places. I think. I think Nora has ebooks. That might be a yeah. good book for her to pick up. It might up be. There's some cuss language for... in it. Oh, warning! Warning! Trigger warning! <laughs> cuss I language. I put a lot of cuss language in that one because yeah. um, that was a funny story. But I was angry. So, <laughs> what were you angry about? Yes. Is it, was it just general stuff? Is it is it something when you write these these? Um, and let's just talk specifically about the horrible time traveler. One. Yeah, is it a commentary for you on your life or things that you see that are wrong with society or things that you can't explain? I mean, what is what what inspires you to write about this time traveler? And the three-headed dog is it a three-headed dog? There's a two-headed a, dog. Two-headed dog. Yeah, but that's in the the follow-up that I'm working on right now. Okay. Which I think I'm two-thirds of the way through. But okay. Maybe. How many how many pages do you think that's is it going to be significantly it's longer? It's going to be or? longer. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of stalled out for a couple months, and now I'm trying to get back at it. And this the the one that the first one that you wrote was before the pandemic. Correct? Yeah, that one was. Um, yeah, that I. Boy, I was I started that one about ten years ago. Yeah, a little yeah, not quite ten years ago. And I that started because I needed a project, and there was somebody that was uh, launching a serial fiction website. Okay, and so um, that website doesn't exist anymore. But they said, "Oh yeah, yours looks cool. Why don't you you know keep yeah. writing chapters and." Yeah. Now they don't exist. Now they don't exist. Their money ran out. They're... The problem is when you try and sell fictional cereals. Yeah. People just want Cocoa Puffs. I mean, they want Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> it was an experiment and uh, somebody was going for it. Yeah. And I, it gave me a reason to keep doing, you know, somebody be like, hey, when are you getting that next chapter out? So that. Right, right. It keeps you focused. It kept, it kept, you know, it kept me kind of going on and, yeah. and they would like, you know, people would vote on what their favorites were. And if you got enough votes, you know, if you're in the top 10, then you get like 10 bucks in your PayPal account, which was not much, but. Right. But it's something, right? It was something. Yeah. So, but also that's kind of part of why there was a little bit more 
surly language in it because I was like kind of testing to see what the editorial oversight would be. Oh, okay. And then okay. I found out, found out that there wasn't any. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe I need yeah. to dial it in. And Right. That's what I like to call the watermelon yeah. and the vice. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, exactly. It was the wa- watermelon and the vice. Yes. For um, people for people who don't know, watermelon and the vice is a just, reference to uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, just go watch Buckaroo Banzai. Yep. Yeah. Same same thing. They were testing yeah, to see. They were if, testing. Yeah. If they're... Uh-huh. If, if the bosses were paying any attention. any attention and then I kind of incorporated it into the story because like the, the basic format is like, there's two main characters. Mm-hmm. There's Larry who's accidentally gotten the power of time travel, but hasn't figured it out. Okay. And there's this other guy who's like a seasoned, uh, time traveler kind of surly, kind of runs into him and he's like, oh, this kid's going to mess a bunch of stuff up. I got to look out for him. Right. So the chapters kind of alternate between their points of view. Okay. And, and you know, it's like the conceit is like, you know, really good time travelers have to, or not really good, any time traveler has to be constantly journaling about what they're doing. Otherwise they'll forget right. who they are, why they're doing anything. So it's like an important thing. So Larry's trying to, you know, learn how to be a writer. And then mm-hmm. there's all this commentary about, you know, watch your language. And, you know, right. Because right. then I started using, like, I don't know. Hmm. That was getting meta, but that was, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's part of That's part of it. But that's like the mechanics of it. But the, the time travel, why I chose that, I think it's like part of it is that, yeah, you can take a look at stuff from the past or also you're not limited, like, I'd always get stuck with writer's block, but mm-hmm. if if you're feeling stuck in a part of your story, you'd be like, oh, maybe that's because it's really boring now. Why don't I have my characters just time travel to somewhere else and they and do a different situation? Right. So, sort of a fish out of water thing. Sort of like it's like, oh, this isn't working, so let's let's yeah. mix it up. So so I guess the idea was to try to keep progressing at all times. Right. And, is there is there a story arc for for Larry as far as him learning or yeah. is it is it like in the first hundred pages, are there any big lessons for that character or is it just kind of like he's still trying to figure things out by the end of the first? Well, by the end of the first, he he has he has a bit of an arc. He's yeah. he comes from being like totally like thrown in the middle of this convoluted situation where there's a basically humans are getting stuck in the middle of uh of a conflict between the dinosaurs and the robots okay so it's basically like oh no you know there had been these agreements that everybody stays within their their epoch and somebody's messing with it and right and then larry um happens to be the guy that figures out how to save the day yeah all right so this this is like a single timeline it's not like multi multiple timelines or anything like that like no simultaneously occurring no it's not it's not like a multiverse kind of thing yeah well it could get there but it sounds like the journaling what it says to me yeah. is like if you make make changes and you forget stuff because the change you made yeah. impacts you somehow yeah. in a way that kind of blurs the lines and like one of the the things that like there's a time travel I have to remember the 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 C T C A the Cross Time Coordinating Agency, okay, which is like the time cops, right? That 
you know, their mission is to make sure things don't go messed up and right. Make sure Jean Claude Van Damme does his splits yeah. in the kitchen, yeah, exactly, just like it's, he's supposed to. Supposedly, you got to do it at the right time. Right? No, but you know, <laughs> making sure people aren't creating paradoxes or doing, right. yeah, meeting know. themselves and telling themselves stuff, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but it just kind of turns out that anytime you try to do that, it uh, doesn't work out the way you'd expect anyway. So. We're right. <clears throat> Such yeah. is life, right? Such is life. Yeah, you can plan for almost any contingency that you can think of but it's usually not right on the mark yeah anyway i just hijacked your podcast by talking about my no you didn't my time travel novel (laughs) no that's great that's great that that you've got something that that you're working on i got something that i'm working on and mostly you know it's yeah and i think like uh i wanted to get back to it again because just the the practice of writing yeah you know and writing something that i was finding enjoyable and fun Having an audience kind of helps, right? Although I don't have much of an audience right now. But yeah. I mean, I have like five people following me on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, that's equivalent to my audience. That's yeah, exactly. It's people, so it's like, and I get uh, it. You get it. So, but but it's like just enough to be like, oh, these people deserve a chapter this month, so I right. need to finish it up. Right. Um, and like I started doing like doing the follow up, which I'm calling the Beast Beyond Time. Okay. Because that just sounds like a cool title. <laughs> Beyond time, there's a beast. Right. Or something. Um, right. You know, I was just like, I'd been kicking around. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then a pandemic started. Right. Right. It's kind of funny. It was like, yeah, I think it was like within a month of me deciding, yeah, I'm going to start cranking out chapters and doing a Patreon. And then. Right. And then the world changed the a world little bit. Changed. So then my, there was one one chapter that was like very specifically set in 2019 and somebody in there was saying okay no we got to get this done right now we cannot come back in six months but i can't tell you why <laughs> so, it's like yeah so i was like oh. so it was very serendipitous that that kind of occurred are you going to revisit that in the book oh what the the 2019 thing like what happened I'm just gonna. I'm kind of writing around it. Okay. I would say something like that. You want to treat your audience like they have some intelligence, so you yeah. don't have to, right? No, and it, and it's sort of like at the time where I was writing that chapter, it was like, oh, I don't want to write about what is it like to be living with this because I can't. You know, I want to do fiction. I want to sort of sort do, of it be have it be an escape. Right. So, right. So just mentioning that. You know, this character who's trying to get some spacesuits from an Elon Musk type guy. <laughs> and he's given, given, getting the runaround saying, no, actually, uh, they, they're busy right now. Come back in six months. And you'll have it. It's like, oh, I can't do it in six months. No. You know, the time traveler guy knows that, no, I cannot come back in six months. <laughs> right. It is not fun here in six months. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, sounds... it's not, it's it's only an analog of Elon Musk. It's not actually, I don't disparage him at all. Yeah. Or make fun of. His children. It's, I don't even, I don't, I leave his children out of it. Okay. Yeah. Because they all have odd names that you can't actually, Yeah. you know, it's like yeah. the, it's not legal to use these various symbols using yeah Yeah. i mean it's kind of the second coming of frank zappa we'll just except with less talent yeah (laughs) and lots more money 
Not to disparage. And, uh, you know, they they got their problems, I'm sure. No, I, you know, yeah. it's uh, the media is going to criticize you regardless of what you yeah. do. I don't want to get too political, but the whole situation with There's Russia so, and yeah, those, Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine, yeah. The Ukraine situation you, where yeah. he set up internet basically for that they they've got internet oh yeah there. elon's got yeah he's and yet there are reports that he's making fun of people who are supporting them kind of thing it's like oh. uh well he, oh. i mean he's he just an odd duck i know that um the sec wants someone to oversee his tweets really yeah because he um does some irresponsible tweeting sometimes business related stuff like a few years ago he was like throwing out there i think i got enough capital to take the company private again i think i can do it right now and that's like you know you don't you can't do that you can't just say that yeah because that then that's they're like people will be like oh let's buy tesla stock because he's gonna pay a premium on it right he buys it back you know it's like kind of but they 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 fine people for that but it's like the fines are are yeah you know it the the fine itself, it's like you can find the, those guys all you want. Yeah, but they're they Tesla and it's Elon yeah. Musk. It's like a drop a bucket, a drop of water in the bucket. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's it's just kind of funny. He's yeah. funny. He is an an odd duck. An odd duck. Yeah. But, and but, I I sold my stock in his company way too early. Yeah. Oh well. It's you know as far as you know because yeah, I have a lot of stock, right? I, how much uh, GameStop did you buy? I didn't buy any GameStop. <laughs> I got a different plan. Yeah, <laughs> I saw on uh, John Stewart had a uh, a show his uh, his new show. Have you seen? Oh, do, do you have Apple TV? I don't have that Apple, Apple TV, TV Plus. Yeah, There's so many different things to have. I don't have yeah. that one. Well, it's uh, John Stewart's show is it's called The Problem with John Stewart mm. with no punctuation. The problem with John Stewart. Right, right. Or it's the not. problem with John Stewart. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so he did a thing about the whole stock market sort of, you know, like this, this group of people who quote unquote exposed the way short sales, sales were working and things like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. they didn't expose anything. It's been there. It's just that no one's been paying attention yeah. and, and it's, and no one will pay attention right now. You've got people trying to game the system and I don't quite understand why, they're, you know, that that's manipulating the market too. What yeah. they were doing is manipulating the market, so they should be they should fined be, appropriately. They should be put in Twitter jail, or no, well, I, I don't or know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's something. It's it, it was never a big secret. It's like when you when you yeah. do that kind of coordination through anything like Robinhood, which is gives you the ability to do that yeah. as a customer. Of course, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, the but, short short selling. It always amazes me that it's allowed. But. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing; it's not not regulated too much by mm-hmm. your because because what what the SEC is trying to do is they're trying to make examples of the big companies, so yeah. your Elon Musk's, your Apples, and they're not focusing on the little guy as much. You know, as far as punishing the little guy, we'll leave that up to the IRS. We'll we'll let. But anyway, enough yeah, of that. Enough Getting that. too political. Let's talk too about political. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about. Time. Time. The time. The time. The band. The, the time. time. Do you remember the band, The Time? No, I don't remember The no? Time. What? They do a, a song called Jungle Love. Jungle Love. They do okay. a song called The Bird. They were the um, 
the band in Purple Rain that was oh right yeah that Prince was battling against in the Battle of the Bands, and for me just personally, I was rooting for the time the entire time. I know the guy was a dick, but I liked the music better than Prince. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So you're not familiar with the time. I'm not. I'm Morris Day and the time. Morris Day and the time. I've heard the name, and I, I don't know. What else do you think about other than your than your book when you talk about about the time when i talk about time um i mean is it like media stuff is it like music or do you do (laughs) (laughs) is it stuff you contemplate do you contemplate like things like time and time travel and how time like you mentioned before how certain tasks seem longer when you're focusing on them it is interesting it is I feel like time is one of those things where like it should be like objective, like has an objective component, but because human beings and things like we, we look at things and for some reason, yeah, something that's really engrossing, all of a sudden we're doing something that we're really into and that time seems like it just flows and flies away. Right. Right. Even though if you're like working on something, then you have something to show for it afterwards or something like, but, um, Yeah. And then there's like, if you're waiting on something, then it can take forever. Just seeing how different people's perception of time, you know, is mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting. Like, I just remember one time back when, you know, it's another recess story, but, you know, I, I was substitute teaching and a kid comes in the classroom and, you know, they're at their lunch recess and he's like, oh, can I get a ball? And I was like, I was like, you sure you only have three minutes left? And he's like, three minutes, cool. And he like grabs the ball and is like, I was like, okay, to my old person mind, three minutes is not enough time to do anything, but a kid can have a lot of fun in three minutes. <laughs> and that whole kind of thing, like, you know, like how do we perceive time? Is it like, you know, the amount of time that you've been alive, like, you know, you oh gosh, how do I explain it? Like when you're three years old, one year is a third of your life. Right. But when when you're 30 years old, one year is not that much anymore. 30th. Yeah, you're like, eh. So it was like, <laughs> you know, your 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 whole your whole idea of what your time frame is. is yeah, and how is how fast it goes by. And it seems like to me the pandemic year with all the stuff I was going oh, yeah. through with with uh, working from home. Even though I was doing that, it just seemed to fly by. Right. No. Think, yeah, the, that is another thing. Is like I feel like that you know 2020, 2021 like this fuzzy like did I did we actually have that year Can right because there's not a lot i did other than what was inside the home yeah. so it was not like there was a lot of experience anything new it was mostly mundane sort of like repetition we just consider like have a do-over for like that age like do i have to yeah advance my clock a year because it felt like i didn't do anything for a year well that's unfortunately that's not how time works yeah but why not well I don't yeah know. Time mm-hmm. but you know what about time loops time loops yeah yeah speaking of uh fictional serials or yeah. whatever what Fruit is loops it? yeah yeah time loops time loops oh you know what that reminds me one specific thing that pops into my head is the very first choose your own adventure book Ooh. the cave of time the cave of time did you ever read that probably did but no. i know i read a bunch of choose your own adventures back in the day the Cave of Time, it's the first in the series that was published, but the author, Edward Packard, wrote many of those books 
beforehand. He had a prototype book called Sugarcane Island in 1969. Mm. He was trying to get it published in various places and no one wanted to publish it. They didn't, you know, it They're was really, basically. They, they didn't get the concept. No, they didn't. And then it finally was published in 1976. They had two other books. Basically, he had created that sort of for his children. Yeah. Something where they could participate in, in the story. And that was right. his whole focus. Finally, once the, the books started getting a little bit of recognition, that's when the Choose Your Own Adventure book series started. 1979 is when The Cave of Time right. was published. Let me just say also, I loved those books as a child. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of like, you try and read through all of them and get all the different endings. Right. But some of the endings just suck. Oh yeah, they're terrible. I think that's the problem with a lot of books that or things that try and have multiple endings like in games like yeah you died of dysentery died of like dysentery. that's that's yeah. your ending right yeah, like, uh, I, i'm not to genre mix but but what i'm saying is you know like games have the same problem when you right. try and focus on multiple endings yeah there are going to be ones that suck yeah. and, and so that was kind of my problem with the whole what is the the good ending and then uh, you know there there was kind of like there were a lot of uh, actual early computer games where it kind of was text-based. Yeah, they're exactly. basically choose your own adventures, but exactly like Zork. Yeah, Zork. That was a classic one, and, yeah. and then um, Planetfall and Planetfall. Wishbringer and all these Infocom games that came out that yeah. were the cool thing about them. I always like the Infocom games, not for the game itself, but for the little tchotchke that came with it because they packaged them with little things like wishbringer had this little glow in the dark stone that oh, came with neat. it and then yeah. you know planetfall came with something that was related to the yeah. whole series or whatever but yeah that's that's the that's original neat. even going back to adventure which was uh on mainframe computers like back in the day uh, it was colossal cave adventure but it was basically you know go forward go west you see this thing mm -hmm. you know also a very much Choose Your Own Adventure book, but not in book form. And actually before Choose Your Own Adventures became popular. Going off to a genre that involved time travel. Right. No, like Douglas Adams. Oh, yeah. He wrote while he was still alive. What, every permutation of Hitchhiker's Guide, you know, there was a radio show, a TV show, novels. And there was also a text-based computer game. Right. Infocom yeah, also. And that yeah. was his favorite version of Hitchhiker's. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. He, he had more fun doing that than writing a traditional novel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Did you play any of those, the Infocom games? I think I tried to play the um, Hitchhiker's Guide. I know I started it, and then for some reason, I would just rather read the books. I don't know. Yeah. You're probably too young to have a pan-galactic gargle blaster. I was too young to have a pan-galactic gargle yeah. blaster. I didn't. Did I, you have your towel? My towel. I carried a little washcloth in my fanny pack. Oh, my okay. senior year of high school. That's a mini towel. It was a mini towel. It was very deliberate. Yeah, yeah. It got gross. Yeah. Yeah. Not from use, just from whatever was <laughs> in the fanny pack. Exactly. <laughs> just fanny pack lint. Fan yes, fanny pack stuff. Because I was really cool. Were you? I was really cool in high school. I had a fanny pack. Yeah, no, I, I a, had. And a mullet. And uh... I tried to. I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> 
I tried to make it cool by calling it a hip pack, hip pack. instead. Yeah, I was like, no, be. no, it's not a fanny pack. It's a hip pack. Yeah, because I really, wear it on my hip. Yeah, and re- exactly. That's where I wore it. Yeah. 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 But you know, in in the UK, fanny pack—that's that's obscene. Yeah, or at least Australia. You're, My- <laughs> you're getting you're 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 asking for somebody to punch you in the face. I think I've told this story early on on the podcast. My uncle Tom—he he was in Australia with his wife. She taught uh, grade school, and there was like a an exchange program where she went and taught in Australia, and then someone from Australia came here mm-hmm. and taught. And so, you know, Tom was down there with her for that, and they were on a bus, and they were kind of squabbling like they like they do. It was a crowded bus, right? Yeah. And Tom says, "No, j- just stuff it in your fanny pack." And then the whole bus <laughs> was like, got really quiet because like, apparently, also, not only fanny means vagina, stuff means screw. Yeah. So yeah. So you said a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of things are happening in that yes. sentence. Yep. So that anyway. you don't want to think about on a bus. No, no. Especially not with children being on the bus either. No. Just like you know, you save that for the subway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe light rail. I don't light know. Rail. Maybe yeah. light rail. Things happen on light rail. Yeah. You know, light rail is a a different clientele. You know what? I once observed. I was riding the light rail yeah. in Portland, in and, Port- and there was a guy in uh, in a bathrobe who uh, started uh, having a conversation with somebody else about juggalos. Okay, and the bathrobe guy was really skeptical about it. Like he was like making fun of the juggalos, and the other guy was like, "No, actually, you know, look at this and this." And I was like sitting here watching this unfold, and I was like, "Wow, bathrobe guy is getting turned around on his opinions about juggalos," <laughs> and. And I'm watching this in I'm real time. I'm watching this in real time. This, wow, I should have recorded it. Yeah. Or not. So where does the light rail go in Portland? I remember taking something from the airport up to the north part of Portland yeah. when, I, when I visited you once. But then there was buses from that point forward I had yeah. to take. Is there a light rail that goes down the center? Or? No, they, they have more light rail now. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That, right. Like, there's there's a, more lines. Okay. So, yeah, they, they've tried to... S- stretch out to uh, you know the suburbs right take them so yeah when you came i think there was they just barely opened that airport line and then there was another like the main the oldest line went from just basically east to west from uh from gresham all the way out to hillsborough and now they've added like i think they've got four other ones yeah that was yeah, blue red and that was green yellow orange rosy moth beige no, I think they got the five. And then there's now a streetcar. Named Desire. It's named Desire. But yeah. I don't know. I haven't ridden any of those in you know a couple of years now. So Because you're using gas-powered vehicles? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I got, a, I got a Prius. Well, you say that like there's something wrong with it. There no, isn't. it's good. There's still the gas part, but... Right. But, and there's a little bit of stigma. People make stupid inferences on the driver based on having a Prius, you know, which I think it's a little silly. But It's a little silly, but here's the way I look at it, is I don't have to waste any time putting bumper stickers on my car. Okay. Because anybody that would get offended by any bumper sticker that I put on the car is already going to be offended that I'm driving a Prius. So yeah. there you go. 
And anybody that would Mission be excited about any bumper sticker I'd put on would already also be like, hey, that guy drives a Prius. So, so you kill two birds with like, one stone. I was like, I don't need to advertise anything. Yes, it's a self-driving bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, self-driving bumper sticker. People can probably guess how I'll vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all are upset about the price of gas going up right now. Well... Yeah, I don't. You know, I've got some opinions about the gas thing. Well, like the but, price of gas goes up every time there's a war, and that's the thing too. It's it's a money making thing. Yeah, uh, to me, that's what it seems like. Oh, yeah, it seems no, like it's, it's just. Oh wait, now we're uh, we've got less uh, on our supply line. Not that they're using any of Russia's oil, but it's like, well, let's jack the price up because you know we we've got one of our possible sources cut. It's just an excuse to raise the, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. it seems like. I mean, I, it could be wrong. You could be right. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, commodities and futures trading. Right, exactly. Yeah, like the the price of oil is based on how much they think it will be in the future. Right. And so, you know, oh, a war is starting. That means it's going to be cost more in the future. So we need to rise, raise the price on what we have right now. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it yeah. still it doesn't. It's it's one of those things where it's, it's like, basically let's make the money of the future right now. But it's never been this high before, right? It's never been this like even with well, the, the adjust, Gulf War stuff. Adjusted for inflation. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if we adjust for inflation, it's similar. It's maybe similar it's, to what it you know went up in ninety one. It's similar yeah. to what it went up in two thousand three. Yeah. And both those times, people were like, "Oh my God, gas has never been this high before." Right. And it's like, well. In a way, it has. Step one, blame the president, even yeah. though he probably wasn't involved at all. Just blame him. Let's not do that. Um, well, this time we're blaming them. See, before, well, since there were the wars we were starting or whatever, you could blame the president, but that wasn't patriotic. And then, right? Let's not let's not go there. Let's not, let's, talk so about let's not blame the president. No, let's uh and, and yeah the inflation. Uh, inflation of time inflation of time oh yes maybe that's that's something that we can kind of time totally inflates does it no oh okay well if we relate it to space right you know space time is like i never understood space time never what is what is space time space time is just time is another dimension as is space like space is like the three, you know, dimensions you measure, and then time is just basically it's another dimension. Okay. We experience it differently. Right. Mathematically, they're all interrelated. Okay. Is is um, time expanding like space is expanding? Well, in a way, like our time is sort of like our perception of the expansion. Okay. Because, like, you know, if you have like you know, the Big Bang model mm-hmm. where like Big Bang is the origin point on the three-dimensional graph of the universe. So, you know, everything's expanding out from the origin point. Okay. Well, time is also expanding out from the origin point. Right. And that's how we know that we're not at the origin point anymore because time is expanded. Okay. So basically, yeah, it's okay. I didn't bring enough hallucinogens to, to really make it work out <laughs> yeah i did i mean here i was thinking geez i you know yeah no it's okay where are I, those mushrooms at it's really like our perception of time is basically well it's very localized because we're just here 
right. in a very tiny part of the universe. And it's also in comparison to you know our lifespan in comparison yeah. to the life of the universe. Is... We're like in a little frothy foam on the surface of a ball yeah. that is totally inconsequential in size you know compared to the rest of the universe so yeah, yeah so you know it's all fine yeah just make, um, I, I think you know like what do you do with your time sort yeah. of thing but like, yeah we're looking like as like the all the dimensions and it's right. the fourth dimension like right. it if you're going to make a model of the universe as a whole and that yes it's all expanding from the origin mm-hmm. just time is another dimension that it's expanding and Right. For, for us, we're like creatures of this. And so if we could step out to a fifth dimensional perspective, it would totally be obvious. But, but we can't. As well, far as we know. I mean, I think sometimes when I'm asleep, I do. But Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember uh, that Aquarius song. Yeah. That's, that's what I remember. But yeah. that's about the only fifth dimension thing I even. The other know. night when I was asleep, I suddenly was like very certain I knew what the secret meaning of the acronym NERF was. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. I just, <laughs> in my sleep, I made up some kind of, uh, you know, NER. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. I was like. Like NERF as in. As in NERF. Guns and yeah. footballs and things like that. But, you know, the internet already had uh, an official or unofficial acronym explanation. Ah. Do you know that nerfing is a video game term? This is a teachable moment for Nora here. Nerfing, yeah. When you're nerfing something, it's you introduce a patch that basically reduces the effectiveness of a weapon or makes it a lot easier or whatever. That's called nerfing. Yeah, or like when they put the little pads on the bars at the McDonald's Playland. Right, exactly. But that's like, that's no, like they didn't do that. That's like literally nerfing something as opposed they, to figuratively nerfing. No, the nerfing old something. the old McDonald's Playland with the with the hot steel and the sunshine. Yeah, back in my day, man, yeah, we didn't have good no stuff. We didn't have no pits of plastic balls. Yeah, no. yeah, they totally brought it inside and nerfed it. Nerfed it. But what I found out the real or the supposedly real either acronym or backronym for nerf is non-expanding recreational foam <laughs> that makes sense that, that does actually non-expanding yeah. recreational foam yeah that's not the uh acronym i made up in my sleep though no no do you and you don't you just don't remember that the the acronym that you made up in your sleep. it was it was something similar to that does foam typically expand i don't know some foams do i don't know i think they, they just made up the word and then thought they should acronymize it they, then then they crime, time, then crime. they went back in time <laughs> and decided it needs to make or it no. needs to have an acronym they Maybe. made it a backronym yeah. yeah did you ever see uh the, there was a movie with Dave Caruso and uh, Nicolas Cage in it that was called uh, I think it was kiss of death it was like one of those oh. like pulp fictiony kind of like trying to you know Ving Rhames was in it yeah, I remember trying, I might have seen it it seemed I feel like there was a bit in the '90s when I worked at a movie theater. And right, I remember that. Saw like everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, Kiss of Death was Dave Caruso's probably more prominent, like you know, lead roles. But he was a, he was, a, I think it was like a car thief or something, and he was trying to get out of the life, and then of course the government was trying to keep him in the life so they could get information out of him, 
and they were trying to get him to infiltrate, gain the confidence of this guy, Nicolas Cage's character, right? And there was an exchange between him and the Dave Caruso's character that was basically, Nicolas Cage says, dude, you got you to be like me. You got to get yourself an acronym like mine. Bad. Balls, attitude, direction. And he goes, <laughs> then David Caruso says, what about fab? Fucked at birth. And then Nicolas Cage's character waits for about 15, 20 seconds and goes, no, man, too negative. <laughs> That's a Nicolas Cage thing to do. That's very Nicolas Cage. Yeah, too negative. Too negative, man. That's right. You would need to cut out all that negative stuff. Right. Do you watch much television, Andrew? I watched some things. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever watch the the Lego Masters thing on Fox? No, I don't watch it. No. Okay. Okay. Lego Masters. I, I kind of like the Lego Masters. I'm not a Will Arnett fan, but I recognize the fact that he has, you know, he has some humor. I don't like his shtick, but, you know, it's like. Yeah. I liked right? him. I liked him as Batman. That's right. In the Lego movies. <laughs> Lego Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's that's how he got the Probably. got the gig. Probably, but there is a yeah. uh, another show which is like they're trying to capitalize on the Masters thing. Yeah, and it's called Domino Masters. Oh, I saw an ad for that. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay. And the host is Eric Stone Street, and just doesn't have the same kind of energy. No. But it's at least with Lego Masters, it's like you're trying to build an expression of something that's an artistic sort of thing. Yeah. And they're trying to do it with dominoes. I've watched the three episodes they've had. The reason I bring it up is because their most recent one was time travel. Ah. You had to do a domino thing. I mean, I don't know, man. I used to think that was fascinating, toppling dominoes. I mean, it was yeah. fun setting them up and knocking them down. There was the incredible domino rally toy or whatever. I some people got really good at it during the pandemic. Maybe that's the function some of it. Some people were but, just like, what are we going to do? Oh, Get on Amazon, get some dominoes here. Dominoes and make some Rube Goldbergian sort of contraptions. Yeah. And and that's the thing, too. The, the extent of the drama is, oh, my gosh, am I going to topple the domino? That's pretty much, that's it. That's There's a, that's no the other tension. drama. That's, I, that's the only thing. Am I going to knock happen. this over too early? That's all. It's not like... You know, and, and you can say something like that about Legos, but there's more more points of failure on Legos because you're yeah. building a thing. Right. You know, it's not like either the contraption you built doesn't work. Oh, my gosh. That's the drama. Or, right. oh, my gosh, you topple the domino. Yeah. Which in the last show, two of the teams accidentally knocked over their big tower of dominoes. But uh -huh. it's like, well, that's not drama. That's just. So you're saying it's, it's not as. High stakes is the Great British Baking Show. No, no, no definitely not. not. Or, or uh, what was that? Compelling. What, what's I like that? You know what? I kind of as far as those reality shows, man. What if they had a time traveling reality show? What? What? <laughs> that sounds like a video game in it's the making, like doesn't game. it? Sounds like like a story about a time traveling uh, reality show where you follow a time traveler around and he's doing his thing. Well, you know, it's like those shows where like. We're gonna rec recreate a you know colonial village and you know see how you guys do with your spoiled bacon, right? And then you know except for it'd be like real life. But I think you'd have to do something with the time traveling. Well, it could be a television show too, 
But you'd have to do something that was clever about the time traveling and things that you've got to think of. The little wrinkles, like, you know, wrinkles, if yeah. you like in stupid in Time Cop where it's like you can't touch yourself because if you touch yourself, you just the big enemy touches himself and he gets mm-hmm. enveloped in a big thing of goop, which is ridiculous. But ridiculous. time traveling reality show. I'm gonna I'm gonna file that in the back of my head. Time and traveling reality. Probably show. do nothing with it in the future. But And it does remind me of this really cool short story I read. Yeah. But it wasn't time travel. But it was dimension travel, so I guess that's yeah. It was written by um, Edgar Carrot, who's like a uh, Israeli writer, and he's he just specializes in these really short, really weird stories. But okay. and I forgot what this one was called, but it was um, basically the premise was okay. The guy breaks up with his girlfriend, and she leaves to go live on another continent, like South America or something. Right. And then the next day, he runs into his ex-girlfriend. He's like, I thought you moved in. And then, you know, she reveals, like, no, I'm actually not her. I'm a contestant in a reality show from my, you know, because from this other dimension where we go to other dimensions. And, you know, it's six of us. We get put in places. And they make sure that you're put in a spot where you're not going to run into your counterpart. So your girlfriend left for australia or whatever and so i'm here i can do and 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 then he like falls in love with her and like the the way you win the game is you figure out what's different between this world and the world that they come from okay and so you know and everything's going great and she's actually you don't actually go back to the world until you figure out what the difference is so it's like a time thing like it's, people who do it the the fastest or whatever yeah whoever does it the fastest wins and then but you don't find out whether you want or lose until you figure it out. They got along so well, like they fell in love, and she's like, maybe I don't even need to win this game. And they're like, all right. And then they get engaged, and they're going looking for venues, and they go to a church. And then she's like, well, where is he? You're like, what are you talking about? Where's God? And like, what do you mean? He's <laughs> like, well, in my world, every every church, God's there. And it's like, he's like what and then she figured it out and leaves she figured it out and left well like the the reality show from her own dimension just plucked her out of her and right because she figured it out and she figured it out in in this world there's no god wow yeah that sounds like a really cool book it's a really cool yeah and that was just like a short story yeah like this guy makes all these weird short stories no that's that's an interesting short story yeah huh yeah but it was just sort of like the yeah what's different so alternate timelines yeah you know that's that's kind of one of those uh the multiverse is multiverse. Coming back. oh man yeah marvel movies are cashing in on that right right it's awesome because that's how you can have all those spider-mans in one movie did you did, watch the did you see that i saw that yeah it was actually really good it was fun it was so fun yeah spoiler alert there's lots of spider-mans even spider ham oh yeah that one. Oh, i mean the other movie into the Spider-Verse? No, well, that's Into the Spider-Verse, but the Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, the yeah, the, the new one. Okay, yeah, right, with those all the different Spider-Mans and oh, all the God, different evil. there's three Spider-Mans. Evil, right, and all the villains. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, look at that, look at that shot. Very time travel there, too. Yeah, um, there's some time messing with. Was it nice to see the older Spider-Mans together for you? Or It was fun. Yeah. Like, I... I it's just fun. I don't know. Yeah. I don't expect a lot from those movies anymore. 
I just I just like that the whole scene where uh, Garfield uh, uh, is is doing uh, who's the first one? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Yeah. Where Toby Maguire and him are standing on the building and he's talking about his back and he does the whole. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, do this. <laughs> he's, it's Let like, me crack it. Wow, right. that's that's. <laughs> it sounds like there are many many opportunities for that kind of humor. In, yeah. In the in the movie, I may actually see it. I mean, I don't. I'm a little bit skeptical about how the the um, the multiverse of madness is going to turn out with Doctor Strange. Well, how crazy they're going to make you it. You should because you should watch the Spider-Man one then. Okay, before right. that because I feel like it's like a lead into it. Yeah, it seems like Doctor it. Strange is like a main part of that whole thing, right? He's he's in there. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a main part of the the stuff where stuff gets weird well that's the thing too scarlet witch is going to be in the in the multiverse of madness but if you haven't seen wandavision you kind of miss out a piece of her background that you don't see have you seen wandavision yeah okay all right so what did you think of wandavision speaking of like time traveling i liked it uh (laughs) different television genres Different, different television decades yeah yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was cool. Yeah. yeah, and as far as those other shows that you know, I, I let my subscription lapse because I decided to focus on other. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've got a, like a rotation now. Yeah. It's like once I get done with all the stuff I have to watch on one thing, so I just cancel it. And then, There's yeah. so many things. Time traveling. Do you have a favorite time traveling movie? I, I know that before the show we discussed uh, a little bit with Nora about. Bill and Ted's Excellent oh, yeah. Adventure. And that's one of the more memorable ones for me, too. Do you remember any that you think are good that. good time travel good movies or time fun? travel movies. Uh, or television, I guess. Television. I liked I liked the Matt Smith Doctor Who. Okay. Okay. I mean, that was just fun and yeah. stuff. But Doctor Who does. that. That's pretty much what they do, right? They do. They do. Yeah. A lot of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Yeah. Did so, you see Tenet? No, I didn't see that one. Okay. Because I got issues with Christopher Nolan. Okay. So what are your issues? I didn't like Inception. All right. I was like, I was like, I don't think dreams work like that. I didn't like Inception either. Yeah. I, but my reason I didn't like Inception was because the the main character I didn't care what happened to him. Oh, right. Yeah, so that whether too. he was trapped in a dream or not, it didn't really. I mean, I didn't yeah. care about whether he got lost I think that might or, be more like like Christopher Nolan makes movies where I don't care about the characters is that it well, well I don't know but that's the thing too that's the thing with Tenet is I saw Tenet and I liked the, the main character in Tenet because mm-hmm. he was just he was a guy that was just trying to he was kind of a fish out of water trying yeah. to figure stuff out and you're kind of figuring it out along with him mm-hmm. and there is kind of some interesting stuff with time flowing in in different directions and how that works which i think is worth checking out yeah Yeah. i mean just just see it's 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 definitely not for everyone and it's definitely one of those ones where if you let yourself think about it too much it becomes not as enjoyable like if you if you try and think about it too much instead Mm -hmm. of just kind of go with yeah what's happening there's one movie that's not exactly a time travel movie, but it's uh, called Night on Earth. It's okay. It's a Jim Jarmusch movie. All right. And so basically, I forgot how many segments. I think there's like five different segments in it, and they all happen during the same hour, right? But at different 
parts all over Earth. There's like one segment that's in LA, one that's New York, one that's like Rome. Yeah, there's Paris, Rome, and then Helsinki. Yeah, that's the five places. It's the same segment of time it's the same yeah those different places simultaneously yeah Yeah, kind of but you know it's not like it's just like little slice of life this is what's happening here it's what and it's actually and every every one of them is a cab ride so that's the common thread the common thread so there's no time travel it's not time travel but it does deal with 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 the presentation of time yeah it was kind of neat it was cool and jim jarmusch i was trying to think it's jim jarmusch done a time travel movie yeah i don't think so but what about things like, uh, did you, back in the 90s, did you like Sliding Doors at all? Sliding Doors. Yeah, that I was like Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. No, I didn't. Yeah. It's I, like she makes yeah. one decision. And actually, yeah. they've got um, they've got a television show now on that kind of- Quantum Leap, right? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was another I one of those I heard they're time. rebooting Quantum Leap. No, that, are they? That was a I pretty, I, I mean, I thought as far as time travel shows go, that was pretty good. That was fun. You know, was it, was, it was definitely a fun time. Oh, Sliding Doors. There's this show called Ordinary Joe. Ordinary Joe. Yeah, that just came on. That's basically, it, Sliding Doors is what if you made one decision and how that would change if it forks two different yeah. directions. And then they went back and forth between mm-hmm. what's happening in one line and what's happening in another. Yeah. Well, this is Sliding Doors, but it's three, <laughs> three timelines happening all simultaneously in half hour episodes. And it's almost exhausting. It's yeah. just like too much. It's, it's too much. They try, you know, like each decision that the guy made that takes him down a different path mm-hmm. whether he wants to be a musician whether he wants to be a cop or whether he wants to be, you know be a father or focus on family or whatever it's just one of those things where, where you're trying to be clever more than you're trying to tell a story mm-hmm. you know it doesn't make sense at least with sliding doors the whole point was you go these two different directions, it doesn't matter which is real, they both end up kind of the same. Yeah. Right? Which is a neat way to think about it, you know, like serendipity or whatever. What are your thoughts on Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day. It's my yeah. favorite holiday. Puxatani Phil. No, I, just like no, I, rows. I just like it got, nobody gets mad if I forget to give him a gift. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no. <laughs> I'm a little put off that uh, the, all the festivities take place in a place called Gobbler's Knob. Yeah, Gobbler's it's just, Knob. I don't, that just doesn't sound it sounds, right. It sounds weird. It sounds naughty. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That's Talking about the movie. The movie, yeah, I know the movie. I like the movie. How much time do you think passed in that movie? How many lifetimes do you think he oh, lived? Oh, man, he had to do oh so much. Here's a fun fact. Was it Ivan Reitman was the director? Harold no, Ramis. Harold Ramis, that's yeah. right. Harold yeah. Ramis. Yeah. Oh, since Harold Ramis knew Bill Murray, and he knew that the longer Bill Murray was on a, on a shoot, the grumpier he would get. Right. Like, they filmed all the nice Bill Murray stuff first, and then right. <laughs> the crotchety. <laughs> yeah, like later on. Burnout. The, yeah, which makes sense. Nihilistic Bill Murray later. Like, yeah. So they, they didn't even, they're like, they didn't even skip to the chronology of the script. They were like, let's, they were doing time travel while they're making time travel. Here's another little thing about that movie as it relates to Harold Ramis and uh, Bill Murray. They kind of parted ways mm-hmm. after that movie. They stopped talking to each other and they didn't start talking until shortly before Harold Ramis's death. Mm-hmm. But there was some bad blood was, I don't know, spilled is the right word, but on that movie, where at the time they were filming it, 
Bill Murray was focused more on being a, um, you know, like doing his serious acting mm -hmm. right at that point in time. Yeah. And he wanted to focus on a lot of the more philosophical aspects right. of the movie, whereas Harold, which is where the original script was right. written. And Harold Ramis was focusing on the comedy yeah. because that's kind of what sold the movie to people. Right. And it's just like, you know. And I think it turned out really well for it turned what out really it was. well, yeah. Apparently, they kind of were trying to get the producers to do, you know, like you try to get the guy back in to rewrite the script and, you know. Yeah, it's all like this stuff. Bill Murray did. Um, but. You know, I don't think Harold Harold Ramis never. You know, it was just like, well, that's Bill. I mean, it's just that's like Bill. every single sort of thing. He he'll point out things about Bill that are, you know, just like facts. Like you know, it's like, hey, I think this, but he's this. Like it's usually he puts a, a good thing in there for like anything negative mm -hmm. he says about or said about him. And I was like, oh, that's just Bill. But yeah, after that after that movie, I was it for for them for a long time. Also, fun fact about that movie, it was filmed in the town next door to mine where I live. Yeah. It was filmed actually in Woodstock, Illinois. Woodstock, Illinois. Yep. What? And the, the, the hotel was actually the Woodstock Opera House. And there's a the Tip Top Diner was actually a a diner in Woodstock, the bowling alley. I remember seeing the bowling alley and so, going, wow, I used to go bowling there, man. So that, that diner, I mean, because, you know... Punxsutawney is in Pennsylvania. Correct. Which is the land of Scrapple. Right. Did they have Scrapple in Woodstock? No. 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 So Scrapple is... Scrapple is only something those weird Pennsylvania people do. Yes. They also have like a special language, mm -hmm. right? They say like yins and, and things. Like, I don't know what the, well, the stuff they say. Wooder ice. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, right? And they Wooder say ice. like if your fly's ever down, they say uh, your Kennywood's open. Your Kennywood, Kennywood yeah. is a is a amusement park in <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> so they say your Kennywood's open. And then, That's right. Anyhow, and then they say that I like to go to the Wawa for coffee. The Wawa, all in the name of convenience. Video games is a medium like any other thing, like television. It tells a story. There yeah. are things where you can use like in the early days of video games they use time travel as a premise mm -hmm. like there's one called um a game called time killers which was around the time that street fighter and mortal Kombat were all the rage yeah and it was a an early weapons based sort of game and the whole dynamic about it was that you could, you know, there were five or eight different time traveling characters from different eras. And if you played through the one player campaign, the person you fight at the end is death. Duh. Always so, fighting death. Always fighting death, man. But or anyway. Playing electric football. Yep. Exactly. Vibrating table <laughs> football. The whole thing that was the, the, I don't know premise the 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 thing that was Mortal Kombat-y about it was you could cut off their arms so each each button of the five buttons there were there were the four buttons were left arm right arm left foot right foot which is not a button organization that the other games used mm -hmm. but this one did and so when you got your arm cut off <laughs> when your arm too much took too much damage 
the player would cut it off and then you couldn't block. And then if you only had, if you had no more arms, you could only headbutt them and kick them. <laughs> only a flesh wound. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You had to do that. There weren't any legs that they didn't cut them off in this game. There was a follow-up game called Bloodstorm that did allow you to cut off someone's legs and you were trying to fight someone without jumping. <sighs> but anyway, this this game is what I remember. One of the games, a fighting game, very cartoony looking, very yeah. much not like Mortal Kombat. And it was made by the company that made um, Golden Tee. You know those golf games? That, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Golden Tee Golf. Incredible Technologies made this. But it was their only actual video game that wasn't mm-hmm. something like bowling or Incredible Technologies also worked with uh, Capcom a little bit on on some of their games too. So they were sort of, they started out, um, I think Mount Vernon is where they're located in Illinois. And so they they did some like things oriented with home game stuff, but then Golden Tee was their big moneymaker, I think. Your lovely wife mentioned Russian Russian Doll. Yeah. Which was on Netflix, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 That definitely Russian Doll is one. Russian Doll is, yeah. And, you know, it's got uh, Harry Nielsen in there. Yeah. Every episode. Yeah. Multiple times. Right. Listen to some Harry Nielsen. <laughs> 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 to make your time travel complete. Well, I just think it's kind of funny that she avoids the stairs for the first. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, there's, you know, it just happens a couple times and it's like god damn it the <laughs> stairs <laughs> how would that affect i mean if you were living the same life over and over and over yeah. again i mean you you know you make some interesting decisions yeah some rash decisions perhaps but yeah as far as the sense of humor of that show it was really good um it's good and yeah you know i saw a movie recently the adam project adam project yeah that yeah. looks interesting you know, it was fun. I mean, it was it was it wasn't something I think that would have made a lot of money in the theater. But mm-hmm. but it's you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the quality on streaming services these days? Because instead of having straight to video, now it seems like it's straight to streaming services, yeah. right? Or they sell it if it's a certain level, yeah. Um, to a streaming service and they put it out there. Right. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Because, I mean, there's there's more stuff, but what is the quality of that stuff? I would say there's a lot of quality stuff, but I don't watch everything. Right. And, and I think that gives people, I mean, sometimes the, like with the producers of whatever the film is, right, mm-hmm. don't understand it and they make changes and they give you notes and they change yeah. the thing from what it was to something that they believe will be more palatable. But then I think one good thing about streaming and and things going to streaming is you can try almost anything, right? Is it going to work out? Is it going to work out? And then, you know, there's a lot more of like these, you know, limited series. Right, right. Some of them good. Some good. Some of them. They don't bring back and they make me sad. I was like the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell was one of those oh. shows that I absolutely loved. Did you ever see that? No. It was kind of a Martha Stewart show with Muppets and this woman who lived in a creepy house who 
meet all these creepy sort of things that were like wow. more like Halloween theme, but like a lot of sculpted things and Martha Stewarty things, but it was like all like creepy stuff. Um, hey. Christine McConnell, yeah, she. It was really, really kind of fun because she would she would talk to the camera, and then the Muppets would turn and go. Who is she talking to? You know, like <laughs> yeah, and then the you know the Muppet characters were all like individual, kind of cool. It was one of those shows that was really fun. I really loved it, but I could see where Netflix wouldn't yeah. understand it or d- didn't get it, or maybe you know I just didn't understand yeah. why it wasn't re- re- renewed because it was fun. Speaking of the time traveler, yeah, the, you know, new Star Trek tra- shows, yeah, yeah, like the 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 Picard one, the Picard one. They traveled back in time to. 2024 oh boy i'm like yep you're saving money on locations right now (laughs) i think they should have stopped with like the original star trek 4 when they went done no more star trek after that or well no No. i mean the time travel story (laughs) with whales right that's another time travel story where star trek yeah that was a good one yeah i i thought that was pretty clever right it was cool where it was like what is this thing? What is it looking for? It's destroying everything. And you oh, know. it's trying to talk to the whales that we killed. Oh, and then of course that wonderful scene where Spock is at, where was it a sea world or whatever? And he's doing the mind melt yeah. with the big, uh, humpback whale or whatever. Yeah. And I just remembered my favorite time travel. movie. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll close Which out one? the show. Uh, safety, not guaranteed. Okay. All right. What's we, the general, general premise the of that. general premise of that is um guys from a weekly newspaper in our magazine in seattle mm-hmm. whatever they're what is it they're they're responding to they're trying to get to the bottom of this uh personal ad that's placed in a weekly newspaper about you know i'm looking to go back in time i'm looking for a partner have your own weapons Mm-hmm. safety not guaranteed and so then they go into like trying to figure out what's this guy's deal and then they find out you know he has been working on a time machine and there's all these other things you know going on and is he is he just a crazy weirdo or yeah who's who's the actor i think i i think i saw that yeah uh yeah what's his name we'll never forget old what's his name you know he played nick on new girl oh yeah yeah that guy that and, guy yeah and aubrey plaza and Mark Duplass. Okay. Yeah. No, but that that was a fun movie. Okay. So and, so I did. Aubrey Plaza brought it back to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. It was another one of those. Yes. Yeah, interesting. And then it's like spoiler alert. I don't know. It's about you didn't mention the Ewok knife fight. Ewok knife fight. Yeah. yeah. That was. That's in the third season of The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Just spoiler. Speaking alert. of yeah, spoiler alert. That's one thing I can be very thankful for is the fact that, at the very least, Star Wars hasn't tried to do a time travel thing. No. And I hope they never do, because that would be, that would, I mean, it's already pretty much, I mean, people, it has a sort of a, I don't know, the universe itself has has sort of an innocence about it, and, and kids seem to gravitate toward yeah. whatever iteration is presented to them. Like, yeah. you know, the, 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 the first three in our timeline, episodes four, five, and six, uh, that were presented to us was, you know, it was like, wow, this is amazing. This is new. This is fresh. This is cool. And it always seems to be that way, even though we look at it and we go, ugh, that whole Jar Jar Banks is problematic. Yeah. 
Mm, yeah, lots of things. Each generation loves it, loves it, loves it. Yeah. So it's a universal thing, and I think how you would ruin that is you would put some chocolate ganache on it. Yeah. Time travel. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, it's not in Star Wars. Nope. So that is my closing thought. Okay. Time travel. Don't do it. Too much time travel in Star Trek. Don't bring it to Star Wars. No. 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 Keep it there. Shutting it down. Shut it down. And speaking of shutting it down, thank you, Andrew, for joining me (laughs) on today's podcast. It was great having you. Yeah, it was fun. As usual. Yeah, Yeah, awesome. So on that note, my name is Ben. My name is Andrew. And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye bye.